Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be across the nation, around the world. Welcome to Courtside Heat Sunday Special Podcast. That is right. For many of you, you might be listening to here Sunday, maybe a little special edition on Monday. But here we are with a special edition of Courtside Heat. And you know, I can't do it alone. I have the master of ceremonies, the man who Adrian Wojnarowski only dreams that he could be. I'm here with the man, the myth, the legend, the podfather, Josh. Josh, how are you, pal? I'm doing good. How are you doing? You know what? I just gotten some new AirPods. I'm feeling fine as things go. Yes, plebs out there, this is a special edition. You asked for it. You wanted it. You got it. You said, hey, the NFL is over. We need more sports. And so, you know, if Jackson State under new head coach Deion Sanders and their 53 to nothing opening day win wasn't enough sports for you last night, you got courtside heat, the pod edition, a very special Sunday service coming right at you. And today we're going to talk about all things the clip joint la clippers who are they what are they all about but before we jump into that as you guys know there is a myriad of ways ways what is ways a myriad of ways to get connected with courtside heat of course you could do that at the mothership the website the home destination where everything's happening the site that Clay Travis gets his information from for OutKick, that's courtsideheat.com. And then for you people that can only understand 240 characters at a time, no worries. We got you covered on the old Twitter machine, twitter.com slash courtsideheat. For those that need, you know, videos and pictures to be able to get through the day, we got you. That's instagram.com slash N. BA, Courtside Heat NBA. We're also on the uh, Facebook machine as well. Facebook.com slash Courtside Heat. You can find us on Tumblr. You can find us on, what is it, Linktree.com slash Courtside Heat? It is. We got a Linktree account. Very, very cool. We're also on Medium for some really sick basketball short and long story version on there. Is that medium.com slash courtside heat or should they just search courtside heat? Oh you can search courtside heat or even better type in medium.com slash courtside heat and take you directly to us. There you go. That's that's what I'm asking for. Beautiful. You know you can find us on the Rumble machine. Rumble.com slash courtside heat. YouTubers at youtube.com slash courtside Heat or on Daily Motion, dailymotion.com slash courtside heat. And the podcast edition. And we got a newest member to the podcast family, but many of you are already listening to this on SoundCloud. Great. SoundCloud.com, you know, search out courtside heat. iTunes.com slash courtside heat. Googlepodcast.com, search out Court Side Heat. And we are the newest member to the family of Spotify. 
That's right. We are on Spotify.com. Is that slash Courtside Heat? It is. Spotify.com slash Courtside Heat. Joe Rogan, we're coming for you, baby. Courtside Heat, it's on its way. Courtside or uh, Spotify.com slash Courtside Heat. So now, before we jump into the Clippers, we got Clipper memorabilia like nobody else's business online right now. Courtsideheat.com slash store. Cards, figures, weedy boxes, autograph. No, I don't think we have any autograph memorabilia anymore. I think we are sold out of autograph memorabilia. Um, but we got it all. Courtsideheat.com slash store. And for those of you that are loyal Macari users, it is courtsideheat.store. Update, we are no longer on eBay. eBay is just a pack of goons anyway. We may be back, but Macari and the website is where it happens at to buy all the things you need to know. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about those choking dogs, the L.A. Clippers. So let's go back. Let's go back in time. Give them a little, give them a little breakdown. Let the people know and where we're leading to here today. Yeah, okay. So today's Sunday special are the Clippers, right? We all know the Los Angeles Clippers have Paul George, Patrick Beverly, Lou Williams, Kawhi <laughs> Leonard, and even Sergi Baca, right? But the, <coughs> but the question we want to ask today is if the if the Clippers are just a regular season team. Or if they're a real playoff contending team. That's the question we're going to be debunking today. And we're just going to take it from there. So let's break it down. Last year, Game 7, I got a chance to go up against the Lakers. Up against the Nuggets. They choked big time. Um, yeah, it was, they're up three games to one, lose the next three, and then Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, <coughs> this is why they got Paul George. This is why Kawhi Leonard forced the move. For the Clippers to get Paul George. It was a moment like this, right? You're up 3-1. Team is sinking. It's game seven. Don't worry. You got the reigning NBA Finals MVP on your team, right? Is right. that Kawhi Leonard? No. That wouldn't have been. That would have been the year before. So he was in the reigning. But this guy's got two championship rings. One with San Antonio. One with Toronto. You bring in Paul George, right? And these guys in the second half and fourth quarter literally don't show up. They choked away a 3-1 lead to really give what everybody wanted to see. Clippers, Lakers, NBA, or Western Conference Finals. So think about that. 
Think about this in the fourth quarter of that game seven. Do you know what Paul George and Kawhi Leonard scored? Zero. Zero points. This is the entire team is built around. People, people want to blame Doc Rivers. They want to blame everyone and everything. Here's a fact. You're two superstars. Two guys. And Paul George wants to be known as Mr. Playoff Basketball. You can't score zero points. There, I've never seen a team collapse quite like the – I mean, it's not like the Denver Nuggets were the Lakers. Right. So if they're up 3-1 against the Lakers, they're playing LeBron. They're playing AD. Okay, you can kind of sit there and say, it's LeBron. Okay, I get it. It's LeBron. Right? I mean, you could almost say, you know, I got it. And 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 it's they became a laughing stock. And it wasn't just the fourth quarter of game seven. It was the fourth quarter of game six and the fourth quarter of game five. That were that was absolutely some of the worst basketball ever. I mean, the Clippers' inability to close out games was brought into huge light. You know, it's funny because people were like, could this spell the end of the Clippers' dynasty? What dynasty? Like, who, have they, who have they beaten? Right. <sighs> to me, what constitutes as a dynasty is winning championships consistently or proving to have a good run to get a championship. They didn't. They don't have that. And what made it more disappointed at what you're saying? What were they supposed to do? Take Game Seven. Your two main superstars that leads the energy, that leads the pack. You can't do anything. Like what are you supposed to expect? Patrick, oh, Patrick Beverly to score? No, he's a defensive player. Lou Williams? No, he's a role player. Yeah, but Lou Williams and Montrez Harold were both. Six man of the year, right? Contenders. PG 13 and Kawhi were in the MVP race. <clears throat> they were considered the best team in LA. And that was that was a horrifying, a horrifying choke job. <clears throat> right, and that's the problem. They showed up for critical games in the regular season. But what faded them in a postseason? It makes no sense. Well, to me, it doesn't. You would think take take LeBron James' strategy. He he waits out the regular season. He goes hard to hold right regular season, but he gets in clutch mode during the playoffs because he knows that's the most important time. With the Clippers, their organization's like, play hard, go fast, no mercy in the regular season, but then playoff time, it just fade. Like, what's with that? Well, I mean, <clears throat> look, consider this. Zero points in the fourth quarter. In that game seven, Kawhi Leonard scored 14 points, making six of 22 shots. Uh -huh. Paul George added 10 points. Making four of sixteen, shooting twenty five percent from the field. I mean, this was it. This was their best team since Lob City, the Blake Griffin, Chris Paul, 
DeAndre Jordan. I mean, Jamal Murray, right? 40. Jokic, 16 points, 22 boards, 13 rebounds. It, it's, real, it's really insane if you think about because Jamal Murray is great, but he should not be beating out Kawhi Leonard and Paul George in this stats board, right? Jokic, he's not as dominant as this year as he was last year. And you have to think about it. Sure, we could blame the NBA bubble. Sure, we could blame that there was no fans. That's just all excuse. Oh, yeah, that's garbage. Yeah, when you have to show up clutch, okay, fine, here's the, here's the point. And I reference LeBron again. If that was the case, why wouldn't LeBron change? It didn't affect him. He came back and they were losing um, 0-1 the whole series and the several teams and uh, then he whipped everybody's butts coming out 4-1 against Houston and against the Portland Trailblazers. They didn't phase him. So what happened to the Clippers? That's what I'm trying to figure out. That's what I'm struggling with. It's not even... It's not even a basketball IQ thing, right? It's... Um, you know, people say, well, you know, the basketball, I mean, you're talking about Kawhi Leonard here and Paul George. Their basketball IQs are off the chizarts in, in terms of things. And it's, it's absolutely unbelievable. And I look, I know Doc Rivers bore the brunt of that. There were a lot of questions in that locker room coming out of that game seven. People talking about Paul George, his leadership, lack thereof, or or just his his attitude in general. But man, oh man, it's just unbelievable uh, that they did that, you know. And I mean, it's it, the problem is the Clippers are always kind of known for choke jobs. I mean, what's here's what's amazing about last season. Real fast, you ready? Mm-hmm. You got to give the Nuggets credit. They battled back from 16, 19, and 12 point deficits in games five, six, seven. So in game five, they were down 16, mm-hmm. came back and won. Game six, they were down 19 at one point, came back and won. Game seven, they were down 12 at one point and won. That's, That's almost what you would expect from the Clippers. Right? Yeah. But not so fast. They they flipped the switch. That's what it was. And I'm going to say something real quick. This might shock a lot of you, but I believe so much that this was the player's fault entirely. We can blame Doc Rivers all he won, but since moving to Philly, he's made Ben Simmons and Joel B work so far as a duo, and they're 20 and 10. Or could that just be the byproduct of regular season? No, I mean, he look, he, he won championships with the Boston South. Right, mm-hmm. so uh, the guy knows how to uh, coach successful NBA franchises. Uh, this was a deep team, right? Kawhi Leonard, you trade for Paul George, Lou Williams, Montrez Harrell, Patrick Beverly. So they had the guys that would do the blue collar stuff, play the nasty defense to go along with the superstars. I mean, this team was built to win. On paper, you take those guys. Over the Lakers any day of the year, um, but I mean that's opportunity lost. Not only did the the, the Clippers really squander their season, um, they basically threw up the opportunity for the single greatest playoff series 
uh, in, in their history. I mean, think about it. LeBron, Kawhi, AD, Paul George. Battle, uh, Battle of L.A. That would Battle be- of L.A. And they wouldn't have had to have felt like little brother, right, because they're playing in the bubble. It would have been a neutral court in Orlando because the Clippers always have been, and maybe, oh, well, no, they're getting their own home, but they feel like the little brother to the Lakers, right? Uh, so they wouldn't have had that, you know, that, that that the Lakers wouldn't have had that home court advantage that they would, right, in the Staples Center. And it's just, you know, and then make it worse, right? Lakers get their seventh NBA title. Right. Right? I mean, Clippers fans have been looking for a half century, half century for something to happen. And, and you know, Steve Ballmer, the owner, has done all the right things. He's willing to spend money. He's willing to bring the greatest GM in the history of basketball, Jerry West. He's willing to make the free agent acquisitions. He's willing to bring in whatever coach necessary. He kept Doc Rivers through that horrible transition from the Donald Sterling ownership and all of the fallout of that to Balmer, kept the team together. He was willing to say, hey, we paid uh, Blake Griffin, but now we're going to move him out, right? He was willing to move on from Chris Paul. He was willing to give the farm up for PG-13. He was willing to do all of those things for what? You know, and so you can't. I, I, it's tough to blame Doc Rivers. I know people have tried. This isn't an excess and no thing. There's nothing that Doc Rivers can do when your two superstars, game seven, score a combined zero. There's nothing that you can do as a coach when your team, in their final 10 three point attempts, make one in that game. There's nothing you can do. Yeah, now can I read you off an interesting uh, fact? Sure. So during the Doc, so, okay, since the beginning of Doc Rivers to end of Doc Rivers, um, starting this 2021, right? So the Clippers are 7 7 and 0 for winning seasons in the regular season. However, they're 0 and 7 in pops by series loss. So you can have all these winning seasons, and they come like a second, third, whatever. But then they choke in the puffs. And then my follow question would be, they added Sergi Baca, they got rid of Montreal Harris, Harold, I think he plays... That's, that's this year. Right, now I'm saying, what can Sergi Baca do to push the line, push the... Well, what I'm saying though, before you get there, that's fine, that's fine to say, right? But... <laughs> when you look... Look, first of all... The Clippers have two things that have gone up against them. The one is that's facing them right in their own home city, the Lakers, right, with LeBron. Before LeBron got to the Lakers, uh, you had the Golden State Warriors. And they just didn't have the horses to compete with those guys. Uh, so there's a bit of bad luck in there. I think Clipper fan today, uh, if you would have said, hey, look, you'll lose in the Western Conference Final Game 7 to LeBron and the Lakers. Not choke away a Game 7, you know, against the Utah Jazz. But if you would have said to Clipper fan, listen, this is going to be, you know, you're going to have a great regular season, first round, second round, Conference Finals, you're going to lose in the Conference Finals 
LeBron's going to beat you on a last game-winning shot, game seven. Are you okay with that? And you say to yourself, yeah, I will, right? Because maybe next year. We got everybody coming back. Doc Rivers is probably coming back. Everybody's in great spirits. You, you lost a game, right? Final shot to LeBron. That if you beat, if you could win one of three games against the Jazz, just one of three, if you can do that, the entire outlook on this snake bitten franchise is not quite. They took the next step, right? So that still would have been the same. It still would have been zero and seven, right? Right, because they would have ultimately lost to the Lakers. <clears throat> it is the fashion in which they lost. Here's what I think. There's different expectations. So when you look at Kawhi Leonard, <clears throat> when Kawhi Leonard was in San Antonio, except for the end of it, he didn't have to be the man when he won those titles. When he went to Toronto, it was a Cinderella story. There wasn't a person that was like, yeah, Kawhi went there instantly. Raptors, how could to win title? Oh. This is the first time that he's had to play with expectations. Paul George has never played with expectation. From Indiana to OKC, he's been under the radar. Kind of a superstar stuck in these markets. Now all of a sudden, the clip joint trade the ranch for him. Now these two guys have different expectations. You've gone from stat-filling regular season winners to that's great. What are you going to do in the playoffs? Because people almost forget that Kawhi won a title in San Antonio. They equate his title with them in Toronto, right? Mm -hmm. And it was like this feel-good story. Even like that one game-winning shot. That bounced off the rim like seven times. Yeah, against Philly. Right. It's not – yeah, I mean, I, I think Philly was the better team, right? I would rather prefer Philly, but for Kawhi Leonard's sake and the Raptors' sake and Nick Nurse's sake, it was good for them to win. Sure. Well, then you had to go face uh, Golden State, but then it got iffy with uh, Golden State when they lost. Uh, Clay Thompson and whatnot, and just fell apart. And no, yeah, Raptors. I mean, well, look at him since. Look at him since without Clay Thompson. If my person saying, I know we're not talking about going to right now, but Clay Thompson's the good that holds everybody together. No question. Clay Thompson knows how to work that team. Steph Curry was just the face of the team. What? Well, I mean, look, I I think you see the the tremendous value that Clay Thompson has. Uh, in fairness to Steph, we don't know how Clay would play without Steph. Right. Right, and, and hopefully for basketball fans that, that we never have to know it. Look, it, for some reason, it's like you feel like, geez, that the Clippers have always been like this fun team to watch, but a regular season team that, for whatever reason, even if it's Chris Paul, Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, Kawhi, Paul George, it's like no matter who they have, I don't know, you don't quite take them seriously for, for the postseason. Yeah, and it's like one of those things, like you have, you can't be this super huge regular season team, 
win all these games, but you can't have expectations of an NBA Finals being contender in the NBA Finals if you can't be a playoff contending team, if that makes sense. You lost to Jamal Murray and Nikhil Jokic when you're up by 19. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. I mean, it's, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, so, I, so, so then here becomes uh, the questions. Um, and question number one is this. So what do they do? You know, what, what are the, what are the answers? What's, what's there, right? Like what's, what's the opportunity? I don't, I don't know the answer to that. I don't know the answer either. And here's the thing. I know everybody's saying that Ty Lue's the savior of the Clippers. He's going to come in, help them. I don't say it's the chance. Okay, for them to have this much success, you're just showing their regular season dominance, their power. But here's the thing. Ty Lue's a fraud. He had Kyrie, Kevin Love, and LeBron James when he won 2016. When Kyrie left and when LeBron left, two separate years, right? Um, they were never made it back. They were never the same. And Ty Lue lost control. That's when he had to step down with his health concerns. Then he went to the Clippers and was the assistant uh, H, uh, head coach. And now is here. Yeah, I mean, so has the culture changed? I mean, where where was he game? Or no, where was he game seven last year? Nowhere. He. he that's what I'm saying. It's like because the assistant head coach is not helpless. He's still a huge role. And for Tyloo's um, knowing and knowledge in the NBA Finals, you would think he'll pull aside Paul George, Carl and saying, hey, you have to work on this, or you have to work on X, you have to do something. It's, but you cannot be losing 19-point lead games to a Jamal Murray and Nikhil Jokic team. Besides those two players, who else do you got besides those two that would step up? Now, they could have saved themselves if Nikhil Jokic or Murray was injured. But then why would that help? That Then you would just have a, you would have a saving net. Besides that, yeah, they just choked every single day. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, it's, it's absolutely positively, it, it's hard to say. I don't, I don't, I mean, again, it, it's really difficult, no matter the situation, to look at um to look at the clippers in any way that's taking him seriously for the postseason. It you're right. Look for all the things that that uh uh <sighs> But I mean, I guess what what fun outside of Tai Lu, what's fundamentally changed? And I guess that's the question you want to ask. So I ask it. Um, with Serge, yeah, can Serge Baca push the Clippers forward? I mean, is that really it? I mean, is that the is that the sort of you know linchpin? It's not. I to me, Serge Baca is not the holy grail. He's not this one player. When he was in Toronto. Kawhi Leonard pushed that team. If Serge Ibaka was so good, he would have expanded uh, Toronto, whatever team he was on, farther. No, but no, he needed Kawhi Leonard. He needed that Kawhi Leonard, uh, Kyle Lowry, uh, role player to come in and say, hey, we're just going to take this over. Here, and so Ty Lue 
and Serge Ibaka. I mean, was it that? Was it that Doc and 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 um, um, PG thirteen didn't get along? Was it Doc and Kawhi? I mean, because you got to remember. I mean, I mean Popovich a jerk, but let's take that out of the equation for now. Um, the reality of it is, is that um, you know he didn't get along with Pop. I mean, basically, you know, forced his way out of there, sat out, didn't want to play. Said they mismanaged an injury. I mean, what was I mean? Look, we we don't often say it in basketball, right? We take it for granted sometimes. You know, with with basketball versus other sports, is was the voice no longer good? Did they need a fresh voice? But is Ty Lue that? I mean, you're Steve Ballmer. You're one of the richest men in the world, right? One of the founders, or not really a founder, but he was an executive of Microsoft, right? Big time deal, big time stuff, right? All these things. Ty Lue's your best decision. Now, was that Jerry West? If Jerry West is telling you hire Ty Lue. You hire Ty Lue. He's Jerry West. Right. Jerry West got Kobe Bryant for a bag of peanuts on draft day. Jerry West got Shaquille O'Neal for a bag of peanuts. Jerry West engineered Chris Paul should have been a Laker years ago, and that got kibosh. If Jerry West says it, you do it. There's no question about it. The thing about it is the organization never really said what it is that that they were lacking. Is this it? If this is coming from Jerry West, that's good enough for me. I mean, I'm good I'm good with it. Um, but the reality of it is I don't know. I still can't look at this roster. I can't I can't look at this coach and say, you know, I, I feel confident that this team is gonna do something. I, I don't see it. I don't feel it. It's it's none of those things. And I, I mean I might be wrong. I might be wrong. I'm probably not, but I still don't. I don't get that fact. You know, you can look at a team, and you just know that they're going to be great. You can look at a team, and you know they just kind of, kind of got that that it, that swag, that that whole thing to them, right? They have that to them. I don't get that with this team. I didn't. I had. I had a. I had a better feeling about this team during the Lob City days than I do now. And maybe that's because they were flashy or whatever whatever the, the, the case may be. But I yeah, I mean honestly, that's where I'm at on that. I mean what what I mean what are your what is your feel? I don't know. I would have but quite honestly, uh, I would have take I would have hired Jason Kidd before I would have uh before I would have hired uh Ty uh, uh Tyrone Loop. I mean that's just me though. Right, because I but my opinion Kid being part of the game, knowing the game, studying the game, believing the game, he would have been better knowledge, better a better resource for the Clippers than Lou. But time will tell about how good Ty will take this team into the postseason. Because it's a guarantee his team will make it to the postseason. We know they're going to have a great regular season. It just depends if they're a real puff-canning team. My feelings on the team, they're mixed. On paper, you shouldn't have any doubts about this team, especially Serge Ibaka because he's a great big man. But is he? Did he start with the Pacers and then went to Toronto? Or was he always with Toronto? I thought he was always with Toronto. You could be right. But either way, I don't know. You you shouldn't be losing 
Okay, taking this here, Sergey Baca, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Patrick Beverly, and Lou Williams. That's five great players right there. Two of them are superstars. And one of them has been to the NBA Finals, done it several times, won MVP. I don't know. On paper, this should be NBA, this should be pop contending. But seeing them choke last year, just mixed feelings. I think they're going to choke again. In the Pops, not losing a Game 7, but just losing a series like normal, like any other team. But here's the, here's the thing you that know, I struggle with. Well, hang on. What's interesting to me is you, you can look at a team and you say something like, oh, they're just a veteran of play. They have the veterans. Right? They got Kawhi and Paul George. They got these guys. Now, they lost. Uh, who went to the Lakers? Oh, Montrose Harrell. Yeah, he went to the Lakers, right? So you you lost some of that grit, and that that uh, that one took uh, that one took uh, the Clippers by surprise, teammates and organization, uh, for sure. So that was that was a big one. That was that was a big loss. I mean, that's definitely not addition by subtraction uh, by any stretch of the imagination. So I thought that was I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, and that was like a, that was like a shot to the heart because. You, because the Lakers were known better than the Clippers, and they have the Clippers lose one of their teammates to go to Los An- uh, to Los Angeles Lakers. That's heartbreaking. That's devastating. You wouldn't think that he would go there, but yeah, it's just it, it's very it's just very strange and complicated right now. But here's the thing I struggle with: if you lose, uh, if you lose in the game seven, lose a free one lead to the Denver Nuggets, then. Who else are you going to lose this to? It's not like you lost this to the Lakers, to the Warriors, if they had a great season, uh, to the Heat, to whoever. No, you lost this to a Jamal Murray and Nikhil Jokic, which, don't get me wrong, they're really two good, they're really good players. They're not Stockton and Malone. Nobody's fearing them like they feared Stockton and Malone back in the day, right? Right. These are just, they should have won for the one. 4-2, 4-2, or even 4-3, something. But I can't take the response saying, we'll play better, we got to do this better. That's all well and good saying after after you lose a game constantly and consistently that you'll play better, you'll do this better, that we got to work this, I take the blame. Of course you're going to take the blame if you don't have a great game. That's what leaders do and that's what great players do. But to have that done three games in a row to a Denver Nuggets in the NBA bubble, that's just messed up to me. Well, I mean, I don't know about all that. I mean, look, I mean, again, uh, I, in, in such big and, – and if this was a different mar- – again, this shows you where people kind of place um, uh, the Clippers as far as, you know, serious contenders. If this happens with really most any other organization, this is huge. This was a day story. Uh, could you imagine if this happens to LeBron? Oh, I mean, people would lose their mind. Right? ESPN would just be losing it. They would be writing mid-game how they're just going insane. And you have Sports Center losing their mind, Sports Yahoo losing their mind, everyone else losing their mind. So, I mean, for me, look, I don't expect, I don't expect them to win an NBA title. I'd be more shocked if they made it to the NBA Finals. Uh, this year, that would be surprising. I don't think they're more talented than what they were last year. I think they're slightly less talented. 
I don't think they're better coached than what they were last year. I think they're slightly worse coached than what they were last year. Um, so I'm not really sure the makeup. Now, trade deadline's coming up. Could they make some moves? You know, if Blake Griffin gets bought out by the, the Pistonians, would they bring him back? I, I don't know. These are these are all amazing. These are all amazing questions. Um, is this the move? I mean, because they're, look the the way these contracts are set up between PG thirteen and Kawhi Leonard, uh, they, uh, they they there's not a long window of opportunity here by any stretch of the imagination. It's, they're just not there. This window is short. Both these guys can be gone. I think after this season, and where where is that going to put them at that point? Who who only knows? Nobody knows. And so there's so much to consider, but but here's what it is that we can consider. Um, and it's really simple. Uh, in my opinion, tell me if I'm wrong, in my opinion, uh, these guys are not uh, a playoff-ready basketball team. These guys are probably a great regular season. Stats suffer will be somewhere between, I don't know, three and six. All the time, uh, in terms of uh, in terms of you know where they see where they rank and all of that, and that's it. What's going to change that? I don't know, and that's pretty. It's pretty astonishing if you think about it. <clears throat> Excuse me, from the perspective of um, the fact that we're even in that position. So uh, it's 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 pretty amazing right now. Really amazing right now. So yeah, that's my feel. Yeah, I'm taking them. I take them by losing in the first round of the playoffs. That's where I have them. Unless some crazy changes, it, I would just say trade trade deadlines coming up. Try to get Andre Drummond, get him out of there, get Serge Ibaka out, bring in a younger guy. That could work. Yeah, I mean it's definitely possible. Look, this is our take. This is our take on the clip joint. The question is, how do you feel? Right? Let us know. Leave the comments in the review section. Take it to Twitter. Take it to Instagram. Take it to Facebook. Uh, take it to wherever it is that you'd like to go. We'd love to hear from you. Where do you think the Los Angeles Clippers, or who do you think that they are? And what do you think that they can be come postseason? I mean, are they the way, way, way little guys um, uh, in L.A.? Who are they? What are they doing? How are they doing it? You know, who knows? Uh, but we want to hear from you. So, any last thoughts on the clip joint? No, I think we expressed them all. Yeah, look, if there's any moves before the trade deadlines with the Clippers, we'll come back, we'll recircle it, we'll visit it, and we'll tell you, you know, could this guy be a player? You know, could Kyle Lowry end up on on the Clippers? Who knows? Could Blake Griffin? Could your boy Cody Zeller? Anything's oh. possible. Any of those championship pieces are possible. So, look. Guys, 50 years of futility says it all. They're not the Detroit Lions of the NBA, but they're not that far off. Uh, they get their fans super excited. They get the big names, but it never seems to have the chemistry moving forward. Uh, I was kind of fun breaking down the clips. Yeah, this is really fun. And I think this is more eye-opening about where the Clippers are really at. I think if you look behind all the superstar, all the talent, I think they're just not a puck tank team. Look, we had a breakdown last year. We had a look at the choke job. You had a look at what the superstars did and didn't do to kind of give you a better idea of where we're coming from today. And the fact of the matter is, um, 
Uh, that's where we are, and there's a reason why nobody's talking about them. Once again, in the West, everybody's talking about the Lakers, a little bit of buzz about the Jazz. There's not a whole lot of buzz about anybody in the NBA right now, which is really kind of weird. Uh, I think the Phoenix Suns are doing great. But look, that's the Clippers. Let us know on social media, twitter.com slash courtsideheat, instagram.com slash courtsideheatnba, facebook.com slash courtsideheat, medium.com slash courtsideheat, linktree.com slash courtsideheat, parlor.com. Forgot that in the opening, guys. Parlor.com. We are blowing up on parlor. Parlor.com slash Courtside Heat, Rumble.com slash Courtside Heat, YouTube.com slash Courtside Heat, DailyMotion.com slash Courtside Heat. We're on Spotify, Spotify, We are on iTunes. We are on Google. We are on SoundCloud. We are on the .com. We are everywhere bringing you the absolute best in basketball information late-breaking news, and everything in between. Anything else you want to say? Nope. Thank you for that analysis. <laughs> <and> very <laughs> very insightful. No, it was awesome. Guys, this was a great, this was a fun Sunday special. Happy we could bring it to you, get you through the week, the work week, the grind before we launch the actual podcast. And who knows, there could always be a little overtime in somebody's future. Until next time, he's the master of ceremonies. He's the pod father. He's the man, Adrian Wojnarowski, only dreams he could be. I am your humble host, Jason. We'll see you next time on Courtside Heat, the podcast. Good night, everyone.